Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. Over the past few months, I've been launching an educational consulting business, and as part of this process, I've been researching what other consultants are doing so I can benchmark off of them. Well, I'm noticing that many, if not most, of these consultants are primarily focused on college admission, so writing a good essay, preparing for the ACT or the SAT, creating a resume, etc. All those things are really important. A student's not going to graduate from college if they can't get in, but it's not the end goal. In 2020, the six-year graduation rate for students working on a bachelor's degree in the U.S. was 64%. Now, I doubt that any of those students who began college thought that they were going to be part of the 36% that didn't graduate in six years or potentially at all. But the reality is that 36% of them didn't actually graduate. This is a problem that we as a culture really need to be taking seriously. Ultimately, admission to college is not the goal. We treat it like it's the goal too often, but really it's not the finish line, it's the starting line. Graduation and a thriving career are the goal. 
So for the next few minutes, I want to talk about reasons the graduation rate is so low. In future episodes, we'll spend a lot of time talking about preparing your student to be successful, but I want to build a foundation for why this is happening so that we can then start talking about what to do. So ultimately, it's complex and it's individualized. There are so many factors at play here. Is the student at the right school? Are they in the right major? Is everyone in their family alive and well? Do they have the money they need to complete their degree? Are they well? All these things have an impact on whether or not a student can be successful. So it would be unfair of us to peg this on just the student or just the school or just their circumstances or just their strengths and weaknesses. It really is a complex situation. But I do think that we could probably say for a lot of students, they either end up in situations where they can't afford to go to that school, potentially they're in the wrong major, they might even be at the wrong school, they have unfortunate circumstances happen, so let's say a family member passes away or loses a job and that can have a significant impact on their ability to finish. In my experience working with students, I saw a lot with mental health issues that kept them from being successful either for a semester or multiple semesters. And then also, sometimes schools drop the ball. So sometimes they don't respond well to roommate conflicts or they don't respond well when a student needs additional support uh, for maybe an academic accommodation. So there's there's just too much at play to pin this on one person or one issue. It really is a complex situation, which is why we're going to be talking about ways to ensure your student is successful in future episodes. But there is one factor that really concerns me, and it's the reason why I want to be working with high school families so much. And that is because there is such an extreme difference between high school and college. There are some high schools that do a great job of preparing their students for college. So I don't want to say that all high schools in America are doing a terrible job at this. Absolutely not. There are some that are doing great. There are teachers who are investing in their high school students and are really setting them up well. There are parents who are doing the same thing. So it's not a blanket statement. But I see consistently some issues that we can't necessarily solve, but if you are aware of them, I think it's going to make a big difference. So first of all, a lot of the responsibility in high school settings for a student's graduation is placed on the teachers and the administration. Now this doesn't mean that students can completely slack off and still expect to graduate, but it does mean that there's a lot of pressure that's carried by high school staff for maintaining acceptable graduation rates. This is not the way it is in college. Yes, colleges are looking at their graduation rates, but ultimately there is a big shift in ownership responsibility from the teachers and administration and parents in high school to the student themselves in college. What makes this really interesting is that this is paired with especially if your student is going away to school. So whether that be a couple hours away or a few states away, they're also getting their first taste of freedom. So it really is a testing ground for students to see have they learned how to take ownership and responsibility of their own education and future. And can they do this while experiencing freedom for the first time? Now, some students can. 
I'd say most students can. It might be a little bit of a rocky transition, but most students are ready for this. But some students are not, and that can lead to a pretty rough start. Not necessarily something that they won't recover from, but for some of them it is something that if they really crash and burn, uh, they don't always recover from that. So not that's not the majority by any means, but it is possible. The other thing that I think uh, comes into play a lot is that the typical high school is very, very different than the typical college. So students all have to go through a learning curve when they get into their freshman year of college. For some students, this is just a blip on the radar. It's no big deal. But for other students, it can be quite a hurdle. The reason for this isn't necessarily surprising. They have more reading to do. They have more writing to do. A lot of students have told me in their first semester they had to learn how to study for the first time. There's so many students who get to college because they're really smart, they have good grades in high school, but they have managed, because of the way their high school was set up, they've managed to get those good grades without studying. This still happens in some classes in college, but it is much, much less likely. And so for a lot of those students, they are learning how to study for tests for the first time. They're learning how to manage their time better. They are learning how to manage their time on their own for the first time. So there's just a lot for them to learn. Now, I don't think it's any parent's responsibility to teach their kids all of these things while they're in high school. I think that the transition into college and that learning curve that happens the first semester, even into the first year, is actually good and healthy. It's part of what creates the development that happens in the freshman year of college. But I do think it would be helpful if parents understood that this is coming and they prepared their children to know and expect for it to come. Simply talking with your kids about what they need to expect, that the reading is going to increase, that the writing is going to increase, to know that it's okay for them to ask for help from tutors, the writing center, study skill advice, etc., etc. Any good school is going to have resources like this for students. So just prepping them helping them understand that, it, that it's okay to expect that first semester to be really, really hard and to know that there are resources available to them. Uh, also, what can happen for a lot of students is that they feel like they're the only ones who are struggling. Now, the reality is that most students are struggling that first semester, but they're not necessarily talking to each other about this because they're all a little bit embarrassed, which makes sense. So just giving them the reminder that it's not just them. They probably are surrounded by students who are struggling with with the academic requirements, but also things like homesickness and making new friends. They're, none of them are experiencing a new or completely novel problem but most of them feel at least a little bit like they are. So whatever you as a parent can do to help them anticipate what's coming and help them know how to respond when when they do have a lot of reading and maybe their reading comprehension isn't the best or they do have a lot of writing and maybe they're not making as good grades on their writing as they're used to. Helping them, helping them look for things like a writing center or student success coaches will be really, really helpful. To conclude this today, 
My biggest piece of advice is to please don't send your student to college before they're ready. There's a lot of cultural pressure for young people to go to college as soon as they graduate from high school, but this can be absolutely the worst thing for some students. We know that generally speaking, 18-year-olds are not as developmentally mature today as they were, say, 10 or 20 years ago. This doesn't mean that none of them are ready for college, but I do think it means that as a culture, we need to be more open to the idea and even encourage the idea of taking a gap year or two in between high school and college. Now, there's a lot of gap year experiences if you wanted something more formal for your student. There could also just be the opportunity to work for a year and still live at home if you feel like they need just a little bit more time under your roof. All of those things are not just acceptable and appropriate. I believe they should even be encouraged for a lot of students. Now you may push back a little bit and say, well, if my student doesn't go straight into college, they'll never go to college. I know a lot of parents are concerned that if their students get a taste of what life is like without school and even get a job and understand what life is like when you're making a full-time income that they won't want to go back to college and I would say that's possible for some of them absolutely it is possible but I also believe that if someone wants to go to college badly enough whether they're 18 or 28 or 48 they'll make it happen so if your student gets to the point where they don't want to go to college because the life that they're living is better than that then great Hopefully that means they've found a career path that they really enjoy and they've found rich relationships. In that case, why would college be necessary for them? But my guess is that a lot of students in this boat are going to wind up in jobs that they don't actually enjoy all that much. So we're talking McDonald's or Starbucks or a hotel job and it's great experience but for a lot of people what it teaches them is that they want to do something that's going to require more education so that they can actually have a job that they find more fulfilling less difficult more rewarding etc so ultimately if your student wants to go to college they will but i'd rather have that risk than have the risk of them failing out of college because obviously if they do they haven't successfully graduated but not only have they not graduated they now have failure on their mental record so even if they were to go back to college at some point they would still be carrying that memory of not being successful the first time and that is a really hard memory to get past now a lot of students don't just have the memory they also have debt from their first experience in college. You might not be one of the families who needs to take out student loans, but a lot of students do. And so you can imagine they go to school, they take out all this debt in order to pay for that school. They don't do well, they fail out. So now they don't have a degree, they do have a lot of debt, and they have this failure hanging over them. Nobody needs to start adulthood like that. So if the trade-off is taking a year or two before they start college, I think it's worth it. And I would encourage you to think about that as well. 
I firmly believe that any student who can be admitted to college has the potential to successfully graduate from college. But sometimes it just takes a little bit more space and time and development to actually realize that potential. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.